Hello and uh, welcome to our latest edition of the Business Spotlight interview. Today I'm delighted to be joined by John Elliott, serial entrepreneur from my own hometown of Larne in Northern Ireland, uh, chairman of Synergy Promotions, Clements Coffee Shops, Erota, QCS Contract Cleaning and a host of other things that John has done, uh, including in his past, he was general manager of our local uh, Giants ice hockey team here in Belfast. So hello, John, how are you today? Very well, Richard. I'm very well indeed. Good to see you. Good, good to see you too. Look, why don't you share with us who you are, what you do, and for how long? Uh, okay, so yeah, you've uh, given me a great introduction there. I don't think I've had that length of introduction for a long time, but uh, I guess everything that I do involves people. Uh, so I guess aside from everything titles-wise, I'm, I'm a people manager. Um, uh, for the last 27, 28 years, I've run my own businesses. Um, I guess I take you back to the early days. I uh, was started my career with Unilever uh, after I, I left university, and I went through their graduate training program. And I guess at a very early stage, I was interested in how business worked. Yeah. Um, and you know, being in a big company like Unilever, you get great training. Uh, and I always had aspirations to maybe have my own business at one stage, didn't know what it looked like. You know, I think when we were young, we all aspire to stuff. Um, and two or three years later, actually four years later, um, I found myself in a, in, a, in a situation where I either set up business in Northern Ireland or moved back across the water to, to take up a job in, in London or the south of England. Yeah. Used that as an opportunity to, to go for it and, and set up um, my first small marketing business way, way, way back. Um, and there's a great saying that you fake it till you make it. There was a fair bit of faking it until I made it. <laughs> um, but really, in, in terms of your question, what do I do? I manage groups of people. So whether I'm managing a group of people to sell a fragrance or a bottle of liquor in a, in a duty-free shop in any of the UK stores, which is my, my promotions business, or whether I'm asking people to make the best quality of coffee that you can find in Belfast, uh, or clean a floor or clean a toilet through a contract cleaning. It's all about people. So it's about making sure that you have the right people doing the right tasks, making sure that you're supporting them well, making sure that the teams around you are all in the right, moving in the right direction. Um, and, you know, it has its challenges. Anywhere that there are people, uh, there are challenges. So it's of course. an interesting journey, shall we say. Excellent, excellent. So, um, who, who is your ideal customer? And I guess for the various different businesses, there's, there's various different ideal customers. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, whilst I would sort of put myself in that people management bracket, we have so many different customers. If you go into my catering, my cafe um, setup, I have four uh, sites in Queen's University here in Belfast. Um, obviously, the customers are, are students and staff of the university. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're... Um, they're a great bunch of people to work for. Queen's University is a very forward-thinking university. It's got lots of change, and and uh, the, the leadership team there are fantastic. Um, so the customers that I've got there are very different than the customers that walk through Heathrow Terminal 5, for example, sure. where I think today I have something like 70 people working in Heathrow, um, and they'll, they'll be selling the latest perfumes, or they'll be selling the latest bottles of, of liquor that are on offer. So the customers that you get in a Heathrow terminal are very, very different to the customers walking into a coffee shop. And again, the customer that walks, uh, that, that rings up and asks us to give them a quotation to clean their, their, their office space or their schools. Uh, again, very, very different. But at the core of all of this is the process of managing people. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, su super. So um, what's the biggest learning that you've had, John, since you've been a business owner? Oh, I've too many learnings to... I, love <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I guess resilience is a major thing that you need to learn. Yeah. Uh, you don't get everything right all of the time. In fact, you need to make those mistakes. You need to learn from those mistakes. You need to uh, analyze what you've maybe done and how you've approached a problem um, so that you can learn from it going forward. So I think that my biggest learning has is, is, is always been to never, ever get down if, and, and encourage people, actually. You know, I, I encourage my, my team to, to make mistakes because they'll learn them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one, one of my biggest things is, uh, is, is I'll, always, I'll always back you. So if you've done something and you've kind of regretted doing it in business, you've made the wrong decision, you've taken the wrong choice, you'll always have my backing uh, because I'm giving you the kudos to, to run the job. I'm giving you the training, the education, the understanding of what's required, and we go on a path together. And so I'm not one of those sorts that will slam somebody for getting it wrong. Uh, and, you know, I think you get respect from that. So uh for me, the, the learnings that I've had over the 26, 27 years have been immense. Yeah. Uh, challenges that we faced have been immense. You know, we've we've gone through a couple of recessions. We've come through obviously the COVID pandemic. You know, we've gone from you know heroes to zeros overnight whenever that all kicked in. And you know, I think one of the biggest learnings for me, even coming out of COVID, was the resilience of our people and, and the loyalty that our people showed us was phenomenal. Um, you know, for me to um, sit at the top of the tree, I don't like that phrase, but for me yeah. to sit where I sit in the organization, uh, it is, there's something beautiful when you see even the newest people that join the organization feeling the way they do about by working for us yeah. uh, and the commitment and the loyalty. And, and I think you can only get that when your systems are right. You can only get that whenever you're approach your induction programs your ongoing training uh, your appraisal systems all of the things that we do as people managers uh, when you get those bits right then you start to see the, uh, the the sort of flourishing industry that we have sure sure yeah cru crucial points and uh re really great sharings um and it's interesting when you were mentioning about the different uh, IDA customers uh i would never have thought of me as your IDA customer but I've I've sat in nearly every one of your coffee shops, <laughs> yeah. exper experienced that great customer care. Yet I've been through Heathrow Terminal Five so many times I couldn't count it, and uh -huh. uh, pr probably encountered uh, your staff and bought their products again without even realizing this actually came back to. And if we go back in time here to the days when we ran around in our scout uniforms in Larn, and uh, you would have been out in your your rugby stuff at our Larn Grammar School. So back in those days growing up, is this what you always wanted to do? Um, actually, interesting you should mention the Lauren piece. I mean, I think you were in my six in the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, back, way, way back. We're going back to probably eight, nine, ten-year-old boys at that stage. And I don't know if you'll remember, but I was I was a sixer. So I was sort of at the six. Uh, and, you know, when we went into the scouts, I, I, uh, I, I led one of the patrols in the scouts. I think I had a natural peace in me that always wanted to get the best out of people and be a leader. Yeah. Uh, early days, you never think like that. Uh, but, you know, that then led into um, first 15 rugby captain. 
Um, you know, didn't quite make it to head boy at school or deputy head boy at school, but you, you know, you're kind of showing those traits at an early age. And that flowed into university where it wasn't enough to play in a rugby team. I wanted to organize the matches. So I got involved in the administration. And then I w went on and was took a sabbatical year as president of the sports union, where I was organizing all of the sports teams. And I guess I had a hunger and a passion for a lead uh, and, a, and a passion to, to pull people with me. Yeah. And, and I would never have looked at it like that. And I never thought like that. But that's probably was an early sign that maybe that I was destined to, 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 to go places and, and maybe the business environment. I could, I could have chosen. I came out of a very sporting university. Uh, and having done the sort of uh, master's degree and, and done my year sabbatical, it would be very easy for me to go into a sports administration role. Um, but I was pulled towards business. And as I had huge opportunities early days with Unilever. Uh, and ironically, when you say, you know, I, I talk to school kids quite a lot uh, in the in the business, uh, DCSE business module. Yes. Questions I ask them when I talk about my career is, you know, can you name me some Unilever brands? And I just get glum faces everywhere and none of them can tell me. And I said, there's not a Unilever brand that you don't touch every day, whether you're washing your hair with it or spreading it on your toast, or whatever it might be, or putting it in your pasta. There's a Unilever product in everybody's house, probably 10 or 15 of them. And it's funny that they don't recognize Unilever in the same way that you're saying, I don't recognize that I would have been in all your coffee shops and, and you know, I'll, I'll have touched them through T5 or probably have been talking to some of your staff. Yeah. But You've been to an Ulster rugby match, and we clean the Ulster rugby stadium. You know, so you, you'll have you'll have been in a clean toilet that we've. So there's so many different angles where you can make that comparison for the sort of big company to the small company environment. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you don't necessarily need to know me or need to know my businesses or how they all go. But we touch people, touch people in many different ways. Yeah, excellent, amazing. It's really inspiring. So uh, for for me, that inspires me. Unilever. I also worked in, uh, I guess, the whole. Uh, clinical diagnostics, pharmaceutical, biotech industry, some of those huge corporations, really inspiring. Who inspires you today in business? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of people that I look up to still. Um, I guess, uh, you know, if I go back to my rugby analogies and everything, Tony O'Reilly, who was the president of the Heinz group, played rugby for Ireland. You know, he was one of my early inspirations whenever I was thinking about setting up business. Uh, he was somebody that I always thought, well, he's played rugby at the highest level and he's now the president of the, one of the biggest food corporations in the world. Sure. Uh, you know, huge, huge influence. Um, when I think more uh, sort of personally, uh, my late mother, um, she still inspires me every day. She was the one who sort of always pushed me into those, you know, you be the sixer, you be the patrol leader. You know, get yourself into position to be leader leader of the rugby team, captain of the rugby team. You know, she she encouraged all of that early behaviour. And although she passed away in 1993, uh, you know, a phenomenal amount of years ago, 30 years, this this yeah. year still inspires every day. And and you know, I think anybody who's lost a parent will will appreciate actually, you know, you don't lose that. You, you still have that sort of feeling that they're there with you and they're 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 mentoring you through everything. Sure. Uh, yeah. Things aren't going just so well. I'll still go and have a chat with her. She has the answers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's wonderful to hear that, John. And having known your mother, you know, and the impact that she had in our life and family as well. Right. But yeah. so many people that I have interviewed in the business spotlight have relayed like one of their parents certainly 
as uh, an inspiration to them and what they have achieved and what they currently do and uh, still a source for them. So that's wonderful to hear. So do you have any other sort of uh, favorite books or podcasts that you uh, you turn to for motivation? Do you know, I am a podcast listener. Um, I currently live down uh, just outside Donacadee. And so I've got to drive into Belfast every day. So I've got a sort of 30, 35 minute window, depending on traffic. Uh, and I'm an avid fan in the morning. I wake up to business every morning. It starts at 5 a.m. and 5 live and I'm not up at 5 a.m. So I, I download that and I'll listen to sort of a snapshot of where the business world is. That yeah. doesn't inspire me. That just fills me with dread sometimes. When you <laughs> um, but I guess from, from an inspirational point of view, and I've uh, very uh, uh, happily been a bit of a mentor to, to the young chap who runs the organization, Best of Belfast. I don't know whether you've come across Matthew Thompson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's, he's doing some fab stuff. He's interviewing uh, some... Brilliant people from around Northern Ireland, many of whom have left uh, and been very successful. And many of them are just characters in Northern Ireland. He's interviewed and and spent time to try and bring what the best of Northern Ireland, the best of Belfast is all about. Uh, So I find some of his interviews just, you know, off the wall. Uh, You know, uh, uh, I've I've listened to all sorts of different uh, people talking about different topics. uh, And you kind of listen in and, and it makes you appreciate that actually we bat way above our skill levels and our our ability in Northern Ireland because we're a great we are a great nation of people and I think we don't shout about it enough. Oh, uh, totally, yeah. We're a very inwardly focused. You know, we we tend to sort of keep our head below the parapet. Um, and you know, there's just so many good news stories out there. I one in particular that comes to mind that anybody listening should tune into. And there's another Larn man who sadly passed away a few years there. Norman Surplus passed away last year. Yeah. And Norman uh, contracted cancer very sadly, and he thought he had got rid of it and had had a very successful career in, in the renewable energy. Yeah. And uh, he decided that his way of combating this uh, this illness was he was going to fly around the world in a gyrocopter. So you might have remembered the story of him. Yeah, amazing. On his gyrocopter, and he had a lot of challenges on the road. But actually listening to his podcast, he, he did a second podcast uh, about six months before he passed away. And I, and I think that is a legacy for, for, the, for, for everybody that listens to that. The guy is just an inspiration. The, the challenge is trying to get through Russia, trying to fly over large swathes of, of, of ocean uh, in a small, single propelled gyrocopter. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but listening to the guy talk, there's, you know, those people are truly inspirational, you know. Oh, well, they are. Yeah, I, I remember again as a as a kid in the uh, the pen fields down there near the harbour. Uh, Norman had strapped a a windsurfing sail onto like a board with uh, four small wheels on it, and it's the first time I saw somebody doing like windsurfing <laughs> on land all the all the way through that. So he was ahead of his time, that's for sure. He, he certainly was, yeah. And all that renewable energy, uh, again ahead of his time, did yeah. excellent. Yeah, no, he's very. So, I mean, there are so many people like that. Sure. It's, it's so inspirational. Uh, they've got stories to tell. And I think that, that uh, for me, that's sort of very localized. Yeah. You, know, I, you can go down the path of all the, you know, great sort of podcasts that are, you know, giving you the best things to think about and the best people to talk to about how you should organize your day and how you should be thinking. And, you know, th- those are all good things to do. Uh, I think there's a time and a place and energy in any organization to, to do that right stuff. 
Um, you know, and I've used a lot of, you know, cynic stuff in, in my business here in terms of focusing in on the how and how do we do things and what's important to us. But like when I when I bring it back, I mean, that, those are things I, I ask my people to do. Go and listen to these people and take something from them and, yeah. and something positive from them. Uh, but I, I always say Northern Ireland is a fantastic uh, set of people. It's a it's a it's a fantastic place to live, but it's the people that make it up. Yeah, yeah. That don't shout loudly enough about it, you know. That's that's right. That's right. Completely true. So, what does the future look like for you? And uh, what do you see as the main challenges moving forward? Um. So, the future for us as an organisation um in in old walks very positive um you know if i think to where i'm at with the people that are in my sort of inner circle if you like um i have very strong management teams uh all of whom are capable of driving the business forward uh we've been very lucky we've managed to uh to to sell a, an equity stake in in our uh, airport promotions business to a french company uh, and that opens up all sorts of possibilities and opportunities for us yeah uh, they're a hundred million euro business. Um, they're right across Europe. They're based in Paris. Um, they we are one of their lead uh, acquisitions in terms of travel retail, uh, and so that, the understanding that we have will be used to to, to start building further into Europe and, and onto the Middle East. Uh, so there's exciting plans, and I think you know when my team start to see the opportunities that they can take. Not necessarily having to leave Belfast, but organizing things from this small place. Yeah, so exciting. You know, we've, we've truly become a global business in that area. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's an exciting future for us there. Uh, we're winning lots of contracts in our in our contract cleaning business. QCS is is really strong and stable. Yeah, and, and a few a few awards recently. Yeah, we did. We were we again. It's talking about batting above your weight. You know, the the annual. You believe there's annual cleaning awards you know who's got the cleanest toilets in town but the the annual cleaning awards um for last year and this year we won the main award last year and this year we won two awards out of out of ten uh you know i'm up against multinational businesses so you know you, you kind of take a lot of comfort from the fact that uh, these are independently marked um the criteria is that they bring in an assessor from the british institute of cleaning science they go and assess the people that you put forward and not only are they looking at the methods of cleaning, they're looking at uh, all of the other health and safety aspects and making sure that the storerooms uh, up to scratch, making sure that all of our chemicals are, are labeled properly and managed properly and so on. So yeah. there's no aspects that people won't ever appreciate that goes into making a good cleaner uh, work. Uh, but yeah, we won Ulster Rugby was the, uh, the cleanest uh, stadium or the cleanest uh, event uh, area in Northern Ireland, which we were very happy. And then we won a further award for the Gateway uh, Centre up in Antrim. Uh, we cleaned for Antrim and Newton Abbey Borough Council. So, yeah. look, it's uh, it's exciting because we're we're playing with the big guys, and they're kind of taking up and sitting up and taking notice. Um, and actually, you know, there's two things that make that happen. And for first and foremost, is people. You know, it's the quality of the management and the quality of the process that you put in. But secondly, it's how do you make it efficient. And you know, one of the pieces that actually has driven all of my businesses forward is is using technology, yeah. uh, and specifying the technology, making sure that's very bespoke for the for the industry that you're working in. So, you know, that the the first uh, benefactor of that I think was the synergy business where I where I put in some software which we built um, bespoke for the industry to run our business remotely, so that we could have a team of people sitting in my office here in Belfast managing 
you know, sometimes 600 people a day working across the airport businesses in, in the UK. And yeah. people, we knew when they started work, we knew when they've left, they've got an app, they check in, they check out, that runs the payroll, that runs the invoicing, everything's very smooth. And that's a very simplified version, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great tool that we had. And so enabling all my managers to, to get away from admin tasks and get into development work, you know, working with the new starts, making sure that somebody's got a really good chance of, of getting a career out of this industry because you've given them the day one to the day 50 to the day 90 uh, approach to, to how you integrate them into the shop floor. So our training has improved dramatically, our performance has improved dramatically, all because we've taken care of the admin stuff. So using the same analogy, I've moved that into the cleaning business and the cleaning business is now showing the same graphic. Yeah. Where, you know, all of a sudden, the people that we're managing are no longer having to wonder, did Rich turn up to work today? Did John turn up or did John do it instead of Rich? And what piece of paper am I writing that on so that payroll knows about it? It's all taken care of through the system. The, 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 the system is very intuitive. Uh, we've used machine learning to let it understand the sort of trends that are going on in our business. And because all of that is now automated, the people that are managing are genuinely managing. They're not doing admin tasks anymore. Yeah. So, you know, huge benefits and, and actually to be able to do that in a small business environment is is, is exciting to see yeah. you literally do start to see your 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 sales line uh, improve and and you know tantamount to that is the awards you know that's that's the that's the output uh, yeah. of the hard work that's going in you know fantastic great great so what's the what's the best advice or what would you say to anyone thinking of going into business today Place is, it's a tough place to go. <laughs> um, I, th I, th I think my only my my key advice to anybody thinking about setting a business up is to never hold back, never ever doubt yourself. If you've got an idea or a thought, there are far more opportunities to talk to people like you, to talk to people like Invest NI, to talk to people like the banks than ever. You know, they didn't exist 25, 30 years ago. And, you know, even if they did, it was so bureaucratic, whereas now the, the with the evolution of social media, with the evolution of, of how we do business online, you know, I would my advice would be just go for it. Find somebody to talk to. Find somebody that has maybe been there and done it and either failed or succeeded or both. And listen, be a sponge, listen in. If you don't listen to people that have been there, you're not going to learn. You know, so finding those people is probably the key um and and making sure that if there is mentorship around anywhere you sap it all up get as much of it as you can uh, you know as i said I, I mentor quite a few people outside of my own business and i take great joy of seeing them blossoming and developing and sometimes listening to me yeah. i know that we're getting somewhere when they argue back when they when they throw an argument out to say i don't agree with that or this is what i believe you know, I think it's important that you get that equality in your coaching system and your your mentorship that you're you're able to encourage people to think for themselves. So, if you were setting up a new business today, um, you know, I, I would say to any young person, anybody for that matter, young or old, go for it. There's uh, there's so many upsides, um, and I think there's so much help out there right now that it would you know you, you would live to regret if you thought you had an idea and you weren't maximizing the opportunity that was in your head you know sure excellent excellent advice john look really appreciate you joining us today 
appreciate your wisdom and all those bits of advice and uh, your very transparent sharing. It's been great and it'll be a great benefit to all of our listeners. Thank you so much. I hope so. It's been a pleasure to join you. Good to see you, Rich. Thank you. You too. Thanks.